Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know I love in the realm of entertainment. So that could be ranging from movies, music, uh, video games, and also television shows. So this week we are going to talk about video games. Um, I'm really, really, really excited about today's video game series because it is one of my favorites. I mean, it's probably at least in my top three game series of all time. Um, I was going to talk about it first, like when I talked about the first video game, Bioshock, last month, and I just was like, let me do Bioshock first and then get that out of the way and just get my bearings here and then we can delve into this one because um, this one is so much more um, influential on me in so many ways um, that I just wanted to have all the podcasty kind of stuff figured out before I really dove right into this. So um, the series we're going to be talking about in video games is a series that um, I don't know anyone that does not love this series. I have never met anyone that doesn't. I know everyone has their own opinions, but I seriously have never met anyone that has never loved this game series, um, having played it before. So the series we're talking about today is Donkey Kong Country from Super Nintendo. So we're talking about Donkey Kong Country 1, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, that's the sequel, and then the third installment, which is Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie's, Dixie Kong's uh, Double Trouble. So we started in 1994 with the original Donkey Kong Country, and then sequentially every year they released a new one. So 95 was the second one. The third was in 1996. So um, long time ago, um, in the early stages of Super Nintendo, again, one of the, if not the greatest Nintendo system ever made, um, in my opinion. And this game really changed my life uh, in, in a lot of ways, and I think it continues to do so. It is a game that I continue to play, I continue to think about all the time. It just, it really, I, I can I can truly attribute certain memories um, that I have whilst playing this game um, just as a kid and, and as, an, as a teenager, as an adult, everything. So my discovery of this game, as far as I can remember, um, I, it came out around like the towards the end of November of 1994 like the original and and each year they seem to release like one around that same time frame so um, I imagine I probably either got this game for because my birthday is in November the middle part so it's probable I probably got it for Christmas I don't remember um, necessarily putting it or not putting it on my Christmas list. I just feel like that's probably when I got it. Maybe, um, maybe some, uh, money I got from my grandparents. Maybe I spent it on that and bought it myself. I just remember I have very clear memories of playing this series, all of them, especially the third one, um, around Christmas time. So I think I just, it was one of those things that was probably on my list regularly. And, um, I, I don't remember really renting it. I just remember like the cover art and I remember thinking, oh, cool, like a Donkey Kong game, a, another one, a new one. Cool. Um, and I, I had always played the original um, Donkey Kong on NES um, where, you know, Donkey Kong is like the villain and Mario is like the hero and saving the princess or whatever. Um, and I was OK at that game. Um, and this, of course, this this is a completely different type of game. Um, they change a lot of the storyline with Donkey Kong. He's he's more of a hero, um, and the gameplay itself is completely different. But 
Um, it has actually, it's funny because when you play it, you kind of go, oh, huh. like it's got like a lot of tongue in cheek moments where um, they've sort of played service to some of the original elements while also completely re reinventing everything about the game as a whole. So if you have played Donkey Kong Country, I mean, you can pretty much just sit back and enjoy me doing my spiel about the background and, and sort of the genre and the summary of the storyline. But if you've not played it, um, for the love of God, please go play this game. <laughs> so, like, if you have um, an old Super Nintendo, like, just find find a, find it somewhere. Um, I know on the Nintendo Switch, um, I've seen it on there um, for the online service that Nintendo has, um, where you can play it if you subscribe. I mean, I think their service is pretty cheap. Um, it is it, the the series alone, the trilogy alone, is worth that service alone. Like, it is worth that trilogy. Be, getting to play that on like modern technology um that alone in doing that it is worth it i would literally pay um the 60 bucks to shell out again that i you know that it cost before originally when it came when these all came out individually i would literally pay 60 dollars again for each of them again separately um that's how good they are that's how good this game is that's how much money you're gonna get worth in playing these games it's got it all so Donkey Kong Country, um, the original uh, Super, the, the first one, Donkey Kong Country, we'll just call it Donkey Kong Country 1. Um, I'm just going to start saying DKC because Donkey Kong Country is like, uh, not necessarily a tongue twister, just like a weird ta -ka 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 -ka. So <laughs> I'm just going to say DKC. So the storyline of the original DKC um, is basing around the character of Donkey Kong, who subsequently is like the grandson of the original donkey kong from nes like that's kind of the story they they kind of push you in that direction so he is now like the family leader of the of the kong group and family clan whatever um and so you actually have cranky kong who is basically supposed to be like the original um you know donkey kong from the old you know when mario had to get to the top of the thing uh games in the nes version that is now donkey kong, that is now cranky kong and donkey kong jr nes because <laughs> there was donkey kong jr games as well he is the father of current donkey kong so pretty much right now if you see donkey kong in a game whether it's like mario kart or you know current donkey kong uh, country games that are out there um, Donkey Kong Jr. is his father, so Donkey Kong is just Donkey Kong now. Um, and so that's sort of the family lineage behind that. Um, in this particular game, in the first one, um, Donkey Kong's, I believe it's his best friend because of other people that are related to him, but um, Donkey Kong's friend, best friend, Diddy Kong, is like a new character into the franchise. So do you get, actually get to play as both of them in the game which again is just another cool component because like this this game did a lot of things um that games hadn't really done before or if they had they hadn't done them well and getting to play as two characters like simultaneously switching back and forth between them was one of those components that's really cool and so they have this uh, donkey kong has this horde of bananas in this cave and so one day he just arrives and all the bananas are gone and you find out that the villain king k rule a uh, little plan words there um he is like the main villain of the franchise so you find out he has stolen all of donkey kong's bananas and so the whole point of the game is you just going through these um side scrolling uh platform courses and collecting bananas um defeating enemies along the way um and you know there's boss fights every world has like a different theme there's like snow worlds there's water worlds there's 
uh, in the first one, there's like a toxic chemical plant world, um, like a tree house world with like squirrel type of enemies and stuff. So all sorts of varieties of things, but all playing into the main point of the game, which is just getting through them, advancing, collecting bananas, um, and eventually getting to the end where you, you know, try to defeat King K. Roll to uh, get your bananas back. The second one, um, Diddy Kong, Diddy's Conquest, uh, Donkey Kong 2, um, is my personal favorite out of the series. I cannot, um, I don't say that in that the others are less than because they're all equally amazing in their own right. Like, um, but for me, Donkey Kong 2 is like, the, the most perfect I think the game could ever have gotten. And they just kind of continue it into the third one. So the second one, Donkey Kong, the character, um, gets kidnapped by uh, King K. Rool. And so Diddy Kong is now the main character and you are paired with his cousin, I believe, um, Dixie Kong, who changes everything for the franchise in terms of gameplay, which we'll talk about later. Um, then in the third one, I think Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong get kidnapped. Um, and so Dixie Kong is the main character, which is cool because like a female main character, hello. Um, so that's cool. And then you are paired in that one with, I think it's her cousin, um, Kitty Kong, who kind of has similar controls to Donkey Kong. And so each game has, you know, its own little storyline. But I mean, and this is something we've seen before. I mean, this is like, you know, someone gets kidnapped or something goes missing and you have to go retrieve it or rescue it, whatever. Um, and so this isn't something new. I mean, Mario had been doing this already in the Mario universe. You know, Princess Peach gets kidnapped. You got to go defeat Bowser and, you know, do all these levels and whatnot. Um, so this ha this whole concept of rescuing or, or retrieving something that's gone missing um, is nothing new. The what makes Donkey Kong Country so amazing as a series is the fact that it does it so well to perfection in terms of a side-scrolling game, innovative, um, the gameplay overall, the environment, the art design, the characters, and I think for me, most of all, the music, the soundtrack. Um, so let's unpack all this. So. Starting with the art design, um, this game, um, well, the original Donkey Kong, uh, Super Nintendo, DK1, um, it's incorporated a type of 3D graphics that um, was very innovative for its time. Um, a lot of the renderings look very realistic. I mean, when you would put it side by side to something like, you know, Super Mario 3, I mean, Super Mario 3 looked like crap um, compared to um, the, the graphic art style of Donkey Kong Country. And it just... I mean, now you look at it and you're like, okay, it's kind of like pixely or whatever, but like for its time, I mean, this was like super innovative stuff. I mean, the trees, the forest, because a lot of it takes place in the jungle. So like a lot of the forest areas um, have like really deep greens and like the mountain cave, sort of cavish areas are really deep browns and tans and um, the characters that kind of have that sort of reddish tan coloring going on. Um, and as you play through all of these games, they get better and better with that. Um, the water worlds have like really, um, of course, blue colors, blue screen turquoise. The third one kind of incorporates some purple stuff into that. And so the art design alone is just something, I mean, just to look at the game is a really, it's still a beautiful game. I mean, regardless of how pixely it is now compared to current stuff, um, it still stands to me the test of time. And it's such a 
it's a, a really cool way just to see like where games have come from. I feel like this game was so influential in just a lot of the art direction and and color usage that games use nowadays, especially these types of um, side-scrolling games. And the gameplay overall of this video game of the Donkey Kong Country series is like, fun. it's so fun. It's just so fun. I mean, it is a game that like I can put down for like a year or two and come back and replay the whole thing and it still feels fresh. Um, and a lot of the gameplay is um, you get variety too, because as I said, you get to play each of these games, you get to play as two, one of two different characters. So like in the first one, if you are more of a, um, sort of slow going type of player and you kind of like to take your time with certain areas and sort of, um, go up against enemies, um, where you're the more like strong, powerful one, you of course would want to play as Donkey Kong because he encompasses those attributes. Diddy, of course, I prefer because I like to just go through crap and like <laughs> just run through the levels. Um, I still like to collect stuff, but um, he, Diddy is a little bit more difficult to control. But he does a lot of like cartwheeling stuff into enemies, and he jumps higher and like he's more light. And so when you're needing, when you're sort of like in a bind and you need to get out of a sort of situation quickly, um, Diddy's like your guy. As I said in the second one, um, there's a new character that comes along, Dixie Kong, who's the cousin, I believe, of Diddy Kong. And so Diddy Kong's, you know, strengths and, and everything remain the same in that's in the second game. So now you have Dixie Kong who has this long hair that when you press certain buttons, like she can spin so she can kind of float. If you've ever played um, like Super Mario World 2 and you chose uh, Peach as like your character for that, um, it's similar to that. It's like you have like a floating um ability that allows you to sort of temporarily temporarily float across certain areas which my goodness for this game it comes completely in handy um and i will say for the second one like for me the first one i'm primarily going to use D uh, diddy kong like assuming i have him available um but the second one i really don't lean one more way or the other with dixie or diddy kong because it literally is one of those games that like depending on what level you're playing it's probably better to use one or the other character i don't have that situation in the first one as much um but i i know in the second one i'm always like hmm like it could go one of two ways here because they both have they're both really strong characters that are playable um in the third one um dixie's kong dixie kong's uh powers remain the same and Kitty Kong kind of becomes the new Donkey Kong. He handles very similar to him. He's a little bigger, actually. Um, but he's, you know, kind of a small jumper. But, you know, he's a little more accurate with things like throwing barrels um, and tossing things. Like, he's good for those kinds of situations. Um, and so in terms of the controls and, like, the, the gameplay itself, I mean, most of the game is, like I said, it is it is a side-scrolling um, game, similar to, like, your Mario part mario world and stuff like that and the throughout the game every every level sort of incorporates various things so every game's going to have collectibles like or every level is going to have collectibles like coins bananas um balloons give you like extra lives and then incorporated into each level is always going to be some sort of secret area sometimes there's multiple secret areas sometimes there's like two or three whatever um and they can be discovered by just accident a lot of the time i mean back then it was like um, you know, you didn't really have the internet to really look up uh, cheats and like secret passages and stuff. I mean, they had gaming books and stuff, but if you didn't have access to that, you really had to figure out where secret coins are. There's like, you know, a small variety of games that you play in, in each of the worlds. 
even though you're doing the same game again, they kind of usually change it up a little bit to make it feel new. And it's a fun challenge. And like, if you mess up, you can like go back and try it again. Um, cause you'll, the rewards are, are plentiful and definitely worth it. Um, which, um, leads into the rewards as a whole for these games. So one of the cool things that Donkey Kong Country did for me that I hadn't seen in a game before, I mean, Mario 2 and 3, I guess, um, kind of did some of this stuff with like secret areas and Mario 1, I guess as well. Um, and so they do some of these little areas where you can like go a certain way and you'll end up in another world or that kind of thing. But Donkey Kong Country, um, has, the series has literal sections. Like, I mean, there's, there's in the third one, especially, I mean, there's like, actually the second one too, there's literally like secret worlds that you can play by collect, once you collect certain types of coins, if you collect all of them, then you get an, an entirely new world of levels to play. And that made it for such a rewarding experience as as a player. Um, you real like I said, you really do get your money's worth with this game. I mean, it really like throughout the first, second, and the third one, they they don't get cheap with it at all. I mean, they if anything, it gets more difficult and um, it gets sometimes more kind of funky and and uh, unique in in ways you have to approach um, completing certain bonus tasks or whatever to collect what you're trying to get. Um, and you really have to think. Um, and so it's got, sometimes it's got like that puzzle aspect as well. But one of the things that um, I love about all this and that it, this encompasses in that way is the fact that it's fun. Like it's fun to do these things. It doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, like, ugh, like I have to do this thing like for the millionth time, whatever. I mean, it literally is like, yes, like I got that thing. Now I can, you know, go buy this blah, 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 or go to that world or whatever. Um, because especially in like, let me think the second and the third one coins are like super invaluable. Like, I mean, they, like you have got to collect coins, 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 especially in the third one, if I remember correctly, um, because they're often used to buy certain things that you have to have in order to advance to this other section. Or, um, there's characters that are like, I'm looking for this item. Um, and then you have to use coins to buy the items so you can give it to them and then they let you in the secret place and like there's a lot of that kind of um, gameplay of the game and so it, it makes for a kind of like not just you know completing a level side side scroll or whatever but like you really have to think about okay like what do I need to do and like you have to sort of conserve um, a lot of your valuables to do those things. Um, sometimes there's bonus areas where like you can um, visit other characters like um, Wrinkly Kong is she's like this old lady um, Kong of the fan, part of the Kong family or clan and um, usually with her you like save your game and so sometimes it's free sometimes it's not which again you'll need coins for that uh, Cranky Kong um, I mean you you can get like tips from him he'll kind of explain like oh this is how you might want to attempt these certain enemies and how to defeat them um, but again with the price um, there's other characters throughout the series like Swanky Kong is in one where he's like a game show host and you know if you're running low on lives you can pay some coins and get some trivia stuff or some mini games or stuff like that with him and earn um, extra lives so that definitely helps in a bind um, just all sorts of stuff that just for its time was really innovative and I mean you really it gave you like kind of a, a weight of critical thinking without you actually realizing it um, but also it just made it that that type of play fun to do 
Um, and, and the controls, like I said, the controls in themselves, I mean, because this would have been on the Super Nintendo, so that controller um, was, you know, a couple extra buttons than, like, the original Nintendo, and um, it definitely fit that controller. Like, it, every, all the movements and the jumping and the rolling and throwing and all that stuff, swimming, swimming, uh, swimming is, you know, of course, something that most games cannot, like, they get it wrong. And it just made all of those things easier because it's really about playing. Like, they didn't try to get super complicated with the controls and, like, you have to hit, like, five million buttons to do one thing. Um, it just, it feels like a game that just really wants you to play it and, like, is so straightforward in that control realm, which I feel like gets lost in a lot of current games out there um, where it's like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to play the game, but you have to do, like, five million things or keep track of menus that get super complicated and... Um, this is just such more straightforward approach to just playing a game. Um, and I, and I feel like that's why I come back to this game a lot, like throughout the years, like I will never stop playing Donkey Kong Country because it's just, it's a rewarding game. It's fun. And it still is challenging. Like it doesn't matter how many times I've beat the games, like in full hundred percent completion, all of that, each of them, um, it's still hard to do it, but fun and worth doing it at the same time. So I can't really say that for a lot of game series. I mean, there's of course ones I'll talk about on the podcast um, that are like that, but this is one that just, I think is the original of that for me. Like it, it just, the replay value is just outstanding. Um, so the thing I've been saving some time for um, that I really wanted to touch on with this game series that I think separates it from like 99% of games old current whatever um and that is the soundtrack um throughout the entire trilogy of this series i'm only i mean and there are um newer donkey kong country games that came out for like was it wii u and wii um and i think they've re-released them as well on um switch as well nintendo switch um, and I like those games. I like the Donkey Kong Country games. There's some issue that I have with um, the newer Donkey Kong Country, like Tropical Freeze and the one that came before that, in that they're, they're still fun, and like I feel like they were trying to pay homage to um, the original trilogy, but they do have like a proximity... Um, they they have they do a lot of creative things in those games with like proximity where like you go like further out in the distance like perspective and then you're closer to uh, you have a closer perspective and depending on where you are like those things um, can can change here and there and and they and the reason I wanted to touch on the newer ones is because they they do have this soundtrack going for them as well um, kind of borrowing from what was established in the original trilogy so going back to the original trilogy. Um, David Wise um, was the original composer for the first three games, and um, I think he is, like, for me, he's, like, the best video game composer, period. Like, bar none. I mean, I know, like, Final Fantasy fans are going to freak out and, like, um, you know, other stuff, but not to knock any of those composers, but, like, David Wise, for me, has an innovative approach, but he is able to construct songs for this series that are catchy, memorable, not annoying when you die repeatedly, um, and also just have like a weird like emotional impact as well. And I don't know why that is, um, but like I can literally listen to, um, just listen, just like look up on YouTube or whatever and like listen to like some of the songs from these games and it puts me right back 
um, to being a kid playing in my family room, like Christmas tree lights on. Like it does a lot of these, um, a lot of his music and these games can place me there. Um, it, it reminds me sometimes of elementary school in general, or like certain kids that I would talk to about the game and exchanging secrets and things we both discovered or um, it does all of those things for me. Um, and it just, that is why it has such like an emotional, like nostalgic value. Um, the music is just beautiful. Like throughout this game series, it is beautifully constructed. It just, it is rhythmic. It's um, like really uh, cool electronic, sometimes a little harsh, sometimes a little soft. Um, it just really has everything and it puts you right where you are within that particular level every single time. Like when you play, like for instance, the, um, the water levels, um you're like yeah like this is what it would sound like if i could swim underwater like this is i guess the kind of music that would be cool to swim with like you just and and they're different every every the first second and the third one so um that he's able to do that again and again and again um with similar levels but like completely um separate games is telling of his talents as a composer i mean it's just like the man is just to me it's like endless amount of ideas where it's like just when you think he can't improve upon himself, he does. Um, and it's really noticeable from like going from the first to the second one. Like the soundtrack of the second one, like I said, that's my favorite one. I think it has some of the, his best music work um, and just the levels being so fun and innovative as they are just pair so well with his sort of taste and his, his sort of audio um, ideas, audible ideas of, um, you know, what the what the level's trying to do for the player um and i think that again goes with the idea of just the game being overall fun like it, it has um the thing that i think also another thing that separates this game i think from other games is just the variety of levels um like i said before there are, i mean mario kind of does this a little bit where it has certain worlds especially mario 3 for instance um where it's like snow world desert world you know whatever um it does that and even like super mario world and things does the same thing i just think donkey kong country does it as best as it possibly could be done um like when you are in for instance like the first uh donkey kong country game and i think there's a lot of fans out there of the series that will maybe agree um when you are on the snow world of donkey kong country one and the snow is like blizzard snow you can like barely see anything and you're like busting through barrels and stuff trying to survive this crazy level I mean, that is some of the most challenging levels, I think, for a Super Nintendo game while also being some of the most rewarding when you are able to do it. Um, and I just can't say that for a lot of games out there in the past or currently where it is, I mean, there was times where this game was super aggravating because you're like, oh my God, and like you run out of lives and you have to start from this place or whatever because you couldn't save it or that kind of thing. Um, and it does happen, like especially if it's your first time playing, you're gonna die like a million times. It's gonna happen, um, but it is so rewarding in the way that it constructs its levels. It is so rewarding um, when you are finally able to complete that. You're just like, yes, like, oh my God. Um, and you get nothing for it but joy and satisfaction, but it just has that component to it, I think, that makes it just such an amazing game. And um, again, with all of those things I mentioned, um, and especially with the music pairing with it, I mean, there's times where 
Um, you know, I mean, I can think of certain games that I played where I would die again and again, and I was like, if I have to listen to this song one more time of this level, I'm gonna lose my mind. And I can't say that. I'm like, you know what? This song's still cool, even though I want to like this level's driving me crazy, and I'm gonna throw my controller at the TV. I still like the song, so let's at least listen to that and try to get through this. Um, so yeah. So overall, just again, what makes this game so great for me is the replay value. Like I said, still to this day, I play this at least yearly every other year. Um, I'll play sometimes one of them or the entire series. It just doesn't get old. Um, it's it's sometimes a nice break from like a current video game I might be playing. And I'm like, you know what? I want to play something that is familiar and nostalgic and fun. And it's aggravating, but I know I can do it because I've done it before. Like, And so I'll go back to it that way. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, this game was made, of course, by Rare Games, which is no longer together. Um, they were, I guess, dismantled at one point, and their games of Rare were just so fun and innovative. Um, and pairing them with, like, Nintendo, it just is one of those games that really reminds people what makes Nintendo so great. I mean, Mario is amazing. I will for sure be talking about Mario games on this channel. For me, Donkey Kong Country is just the game that, like, I can say to Nintendo, like, applause, applause, amazing job, like, you've proven yourself, you're good, like, you can stay. <laughs> it is also, I think, a great series to show society, especially video game people, what games, you know, could still be. Like, I mean, there are sometimes games I play currently, and I'm like, you know what, like, this is really fun, and I like this, and, and things like that. I don't know that I'm ever going to have that same like holy crap like this game's amazing type of feeling like i had with this series um i don't know like i think just because i played so many games that um you know i kind of know what to look for know what to expect sometimes it's, it's hard to be surprised i guess nowadays um but i think because donkey kong was able to do it so well that again it's just one of those games that i think i i wish somehow like gaming could come back to this where it was like yeah, the game's like $60, which is a lot of money, um, especially for like a kid, and that's a lot of money, but we're going to give you your money's worth. I mean, there's going to be like a whole bunch of crazy, hard, difficult, rewarding levels, secret worlds, like worthy collectibles, um, cool characters, story, um, varieties of gameplay, uh, varieties of levels. Um, all of those things, um, I feel like, was something that the, the makers of this game series just really thought about and factored into the making of it um where they it wasn't just about like making a dollar for them it was like legit about like let's make a quality game and like put it out there and let's do this um and lastly like i said a million times the game's just fun it's just a fun game um i i really just even talking about it today i just um I don't know like I was just in the mood to talk about this game and I just want to play it now like I want to go play it and I want to like listen to the music and stuff and deal with the crazy enemies and all that kind of thing so um it's just a really great game so that is why I know I love Donkey Kong Country the series for Super Nintendo um I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and I was just really excited to talk about all that today and so we will be continuing next Friday with a new episode until then see ya and thanks for listening Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.